Good morning. Happy Friday. Today is August the 25th, and I'm your host, Ram Christopher. And I'm Kyle Christopher. And this is Everything's Political. Today we're bringing you five stories that we found to be very fascinating and we think that you might enjoy. Um, Coming out of New York, the migrant crisis. We also have, coming out of New York, a mother who left her five-year-old with a stranger. That was out in Queens, y'all. Insane. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And then nationally, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, that's the governor, she is banning AP African history. Governor where? Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> no, I wasn't sure where she's a governor. Yeah, she governor. Has a job still? Uh, yeah, she's she's new. She's new. She's new to the to the mix there. <laughs> um, and and you may have heard of her father, who was uh, you know governor prior. Um, so we also something that you might be interested in: college football. Yes, it's back, y'all. It's Week back. Zero. We, I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. And of course, we have our WTF story, and this is coming not out of Florida, but out of Los Angeles today. California. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> All right, let's get started with Well, our... I mean, is there another Los Angeles? I don't think so. I've never heard of one. If there is, you know, you can um, let us know, but I don't think so. And if there is, yeah, Los Angeles. We know where LA is. All right, so our migrant crisis, Kathy Holchel, she's going to be um, housing 2,500 migrants out in the Floyd Bennett Field. Um, twenty. I thought it, I thought there were a hundred thousand. Yes, but it's 2,500 of those individuals will be okay, housed okay. in Floyd Bennett Field. It looks like I thought they were sending them all when we when we had this on the sheet this morning. I thought everybody was getting sent there. And no, no, it's only 2,500. It's a massive place. Yes, it's a massive place. Um, but obviously, they are getting money from the Fed. Um, $20 million, it looks like, in aid um, to uh, be able to take care of these asylum seekers. Well, I, I mean, it makes sense because it's a it, it's a federal land. It's a, It used to be a, a federal naval... Uh, a military? A military base, Air Force base, I guess, because it's an airport or a naval base because it's on Jamaica Bay. I'm not sure which one. I can't remember. I did learn that. I did play baseball games there as a child. Um, it has like a huge sports complex there now, and a, a lot of the old buildings from the from when it was a base are still there. So I think it's a great place to put them. What part of the city is this actually? It's south 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 Brooklyn. It's one of the southernmost points of Brooklyn. Uh, after the water that you see uh, when you get to the get to the place is uh, the Jamaica Bay. So the only thing south of that is uh, the Rockaways. Which is Queens, so gotcha. And demographics is pretty black and white. It's kind of mixed between black and white. Or well, I mean, nobody lives there. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about in the area where this. The area surrounding it is very black. Okay, it's very black. Okay, all right, cool. So it looks like Mayor Eric Adams is not very pleased with the decision to open up um, the Floyd Bennett Field for migrants. He was more so looking to have a divergent or to put more of the migrants in nor- north of the state, not just in the city. Um, and I, I, I kind of agree with him. It seems like, you know, most of the time, if you've lived in the city, a lot of the times we've seen where we're housing the homeless or whether we're, um, you know, dealing with other displaced people, a lot of the time New York City takes the blunt end of the stick, gets the blunt end of the stick, rather. Um, so what you what do you feel about it? Because I think that you have a different opinion about it. I think you aside a little bit more with Holchel. Well, I, I definitely, first of all, I think it's this, it, it, it's kind of like we're talking about football, right? We're going to talk about football today. And if these two are playing football with these people, 
One wants them upstate, one wants them downstate, and that's kind of interesting. But going beyond that little analogy, I agree with Hochul because they're there in the city already, and it's a play, it's a military base. This isn't like something that it's on Main Street. It's on Floyd Bennett Field borders flat is on Flatfish Avenue, but it's like the very end of Flatfish Avenue, and Flatfish Avenue is the main road that cuts through Brooklyn from north to south. And it is at the ass end of Flatbush Avenue. It is far, far away from anything. You have to walk miles, and parts of it are unpaved. And I don't know if you. And it's like the on ramp to the to the um, the Belt Parkway, which is a major highway that circles all of uh, Brooklyn. Um, so you have to like risk your life to get out of this place, basically, if you're gonna walk. Mm. So it's very isolated, as isolated as you can be in New York City. Um, so I think that it's a good place to put them and they have the facilities. It used to be a base. It, they can house a lot of people. It's made to do that. Well, I understand that. But I, I, again, I think it's like political in the sense that obviously we know that, uh, the governor, she comes from upstate. Um, a lot of her voters are upstate. Her base is there. And this is putting Eric in a bind because a lot of his voters, his core is there. And it's like, even yeah. even if you're saying it's isolated, it still the, is not a pleasing thing I, to know. I'm not, I'm not like, like one way on this. I definitely see both sides. And if I were Eric Adams, I would agree with him. I would agree with what's coming out of his office because... Ultimately, it, you know, they're, they're trying to appease voters. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, both. I get it. Hochul is trying to appease upstate. Buffalo. I got you saying Hochul. I think, is it Hochul or Hochul? Either way, don't don't be mad at us because if, you know, I don't Buffalo, know. Buffalo, <laughs> Rochester. She's a lady from upstate. What do we know? She's not from the city. <laughs> so, um, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany, those places are more, you know, they're more conservative than the city. And they definitely don't want to see, they're probably upset that those migrants are in the city to begin with, much less to put them upstate. So that's what she's trying to protect her voter base that's upstate. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And Eric Adams is trying to protect his voter base that's surround that surrounds Jamaica Bay. There's a large uh, demographic of black and brown voters, mainly black voters, that live along Jamaica Bay right. in the in neighborhoods of East New York, Flatlands. And um, as you know, we're the, you know, we're we're usually the dumping sites for the homelessness Queens. and all of that. So, I mean, I understand. I mean, this it, is a sticky situation. I think it like, definitely is a sticky situation. And like I said, I can see both sides, but ultimately, like the resources there, and you have those people that are in the city, and that place is in the city. Taking them upstate is just adding another layer to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do though with this? Like, I mean, I mean, I, I wonder if there is like any upstate facilities where they could have placed them on like government land, um, upstate. Uh, I'm not really aware of that, but you know, like that w- may have been a better solution in my opinion because obviously you have such a densely populated city as is, um, bringing more people into a densely populated place. You, you know, I mean. I- there's a lot of things I could bring in here, and it's a densely populated place, but like I said, Floyd Bennett Field is away from the density. Mm-hmm. It's a wide open place. It's like hundreds of acres. As you say, but it still but falls into th- There's your another, city. I think another factor to it, and this is like purely from an empathetic standpoint, it's going to be really cold in Floyd Bennett Field, right? Because mm-hmm. it's on the water, it's wide open fields, but it's going to be way colder in Albany, and the kind of summer that we're having right now. I know that like the weather is going to hit really soon. It's going to be 40 degrees at night in a matter of like 10, 15 days in Albany. It's going to be, you know, that cold. It's going to be in Buffalo. Forget about it. It might already be. I don't look at the weather for Buffalo. I don't know. 
but it might be cold. So well, that I hope, adds a I hope, I hope, I hope there's spending. some heat. I hope there's some heat coming in with that twenty million dollars. If they can't yeah. afford to heat the place, like come on, it's twenty million dollars for twenty five hundred people. Okay, I mean, I, you know, I I don't know the the full parameters of it, but I just know that. Floyd Benefield is going to still be warmer than Albany. It's still going to be warmer than Rochester. It's the, like just from a purely like the climate here versus yeah, the climate the upstate. Plus, you have like the heat. Yeah, because like, the climate in uh, for a lot of people that don't understand, New York State is like on the borderline of like where the climate changes, and I, like like there's you know we're in the mid Atlantic climate. Yeah, it's brick and, in Albany. Yeah, it gets Albany, brick. Albany is like in this mountainous. <laughs> Or like a, a mountain valley region upstate that is much more like your Midwestern, your northern Midwestern states like Minnesota and Michigan. Mm-hmm. And the weather is like that. Mm-hmm. And New York is like our weather is way closer to like Philadelphia, Baltimore than it ever is to what's going on in Albany. This is true. It's, very it's true. only two hours away, but like it changes so dramatically. All right. Well, I hope they get it all sorted. I wonder what's going to happen with the remaining 97-something thousand um, 97,500 plus? Yes, yes. Do your math there. You do the thing. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of people, and I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, it's a lot. So let's go ahead and let's get into this story while we're still in the area of New York. Let's talk about Queens. Uh, so there is a mother who decided that it was going to be A-OK to leave her five-year-old daughter with a 75-year-old family friend, she said. But she made it more sound like that it was the friend of the five-year-old. So I was really confused. Yeah, they were, um, initial reports of this story were saying that he was a casual friend. Yes. And I don't know any five-year-olds that have a 75-year-old casual, casual friend, friend or anybody that has a casual friend that's 75 if you're a young mother. That just sounds very odd. Like, yeah, there are people that you say hi to. They're called acquaintances, not casual friends. And I'm pulling up this story here, and it literally says that she just, like, let her walk away with him. I mean... The girl was begging to... Look, listen, we have a toddler. We understand how difficult toddlers can be. And um, the woman says that she, the toddler was begging to go to the park. Yes. And she let him go with the, she let her go with the family friend. And I, it doesn't, or, or the casual friend, and it doesn't all add up. Like, there's something about this story that just doesn't add up. And I don't understand it. I can't, I, I it, it's a deeply disturbing story. And I don't know what to make of it because there's so little that's being reported. But this is one of the weirdest stories that we've seen come out of New York this month. Yeah, like who is letting their kid walk away? I mean, that is a nightmare to me. Like I'm like stranger danger anytime someone gets too close. So like whatever she did, like to me it seemed like and uh, it seems like uh, maybe she sold her child or something, and then she had like uh, a change of heart. It just seems strange to me, and I'm just like I'm glad the kid came back, but the kid looks like they were. It sounds like they were sexually. Uh, assaulted uh she was handcuffed um and she's now being charged with and the, the guy in the story that kidnapped the kid because the stranger was an a 75 year old man um he uh he was handcuffed questioned overnight and he's now charged with kidnapping in a criminal sex act so he molested this child um and this is a child that was given to him by the child's mother so I mean, right? It, this wasn't a you know he he had the child for eight hours. They found him in the uh, stra- uh, other uh, Good Samaritan saw him in the train station in Roosevelt Avenue uh, subway station, which is 
in Jackson Heights. This happened in Jackson Heights. So this is like the main train station in Jackson Heights. And they see him on the platform with the child. And they call in because they this child's been missing. Maybe they got an Amber Alert on their phone. I'm not sure how exactly it played out as far as that goes. But, you know, how is it that the mother... Is not facing charges. Is not facing charges. And how is it that... This isn't a kidnapping of your, like, you know, like, they grab the kid no. and they're like, oh my God. She's like, gone. here, take my kid. Right, so for the eight hours that he, the child was missing, maybe two or three hours the mother didn't care or she did yeah. or she was expecting him to bring her back. I don't, right. I don't know. It doesn't add up. It's crazy because, like, in a place like New York, like, uh, child care is readily available. Like, there's, there's, like, there's different programs, free programs, or if, like, you're tired, you're overwhelmed, you could have you know, given this, put this child in a preschool or a daycare or something, or, you know, do you have family? Is this like, is this, again, is this a mental health case where they're like, oh, the mother is mentally unstable. If that's the case, then the child probably shouldn't be with her because like you don't go giving your kid to a stranger. Oh, I think she's lost her rights. I mean, I definitely think that this should be, um, you know, I have sources, uh, some sources as far as, you know, um, ACS and other other uh, resources that I'm going to lean on and ask questions on because there's just no... Uh, ACS is the New York acronym for uh, CPS, which is Child Protective Services. And I definitely am going to lean on them and ask some questions and see what's going on with this and see if I can find out something because there's no way this woman should keep her child after this. No, I, I don't think so. Anyway, the investigation <coughs> is ongoing and I pray that the child that was um, injured in this situation and traumatized... Um, gets the counseling and help that they need so that they can thrive and be successful in life. Um, moving on to our next story. Here we are. We're talking about Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And of she, Arkansas. <laughs> obviously of Arkansas. I didn't even know she had another job. That's oh, insane. Okay, okay. I thought okay. after Trump, they'd just like bury her or something. Where are you? Where are you? You're under a rock or something? Come on. She won. <laughs> okay. Wasn't she like supposed to like play the wife in Shrek or something like that? Wasn't oh that my they... God. You're so I'm, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't be mean, and okay, let's go. What, what is the story about? All right, look, I was I was actually being like, okay, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's doing a lot of good stuff. She's doing a lot of things she was doing. She got paid for her teachers and increased. She's done some things in the state. She's on the on the rise, but like the woman is doing something despicable because uh, if anyone is familiar with Little Rock and Little Rock Nine and the history of Everything that came out of there with the kids uh, moving into integration and um, that whole situation. So what happened with the Little Rock Nine? Let's let's just go back because I'm unfamiliar being the New York guy. Come on. You went to school. You know the Little Rock Nine, the children. They didn't teach that in my school. Those are the kids that got, those were the first kids. Like they were like a, um, what do you call they? They're the, 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 the kids that were basically. Segregation? Well, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that. Like, yeah, it was segregation, but those were the kids that pretty much took on, they were the guinea pigs. They were the guinea pigs for this experiment of integration. And these kids were brought into these schools that were all white. Um, and then they were made to have to go through the sneering and all of the different uh, racial... Physical abuse? Yeah, physical abuse, the racial uh, tensions that come through it. And they still had to, like, perform academically in that situation. So it happened in Little Rock. Um, and they're saying that now they are looking to remove AP, um, African American history, um, entirely from the state. Um 
And they're saying that this act would resegregate the state. I'm not necessarily agreeing that it will resegregate the state, but removing such a, a, a vital course is very, it's a disservice to your children, white and black alike, in my opinion. So I agree that's a disservice. Um, and I think that's a big thing going on as far as the two extremes that we're dealing with in, in the country right now. You, and, and you see this as a reaction to it, but it's an overreaction. Because certain things are being put in one box and other things are being put in one box and everybody's being judged as either being one or the other. Yeah, and blackness as a whole shouldn't be punished for this wokeness movement that's going on because I think everything gets lumped together, right? They're lumping it all together. And it's like African-American history is still important. It's American history in general, right? Like because we have influential black Americans who've done things and they should be uh, taught about in the schools. And it's like, we're not asking about critical race theory here. We're not saying, oh yeah, teach critical race theory. We know that's a college course. What we're saying is you teach about African-American scholars and african-american inventors because those people are important to the fabric of america and what you're doing is un-american like this is un-american yeah you're editing the story you to- really are re you're you're trying to rewrite history in some ways and you're leaving out important parts it's like it's like the what, what way the the freaking ultra left is saying math is racist. Your 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 reaction to those things is an overreaching, um, overstretching abuse of power. And I think that that's the theme with both these things. Black people get the short end of the stick in both cases. Yes, <laughs> it is really that. It's like, listen, we want our children, we want white children, black children, Asian children, all children to be able to learn about the history of important people in in our American history. In, in math. In math. We want them to learn both things. We're not here to be like, oh, we, you know, like we're not trying to be like, oh. One or the other. We're not teaching critical race theory. We're not trying to get them to, you know, critical race theory. You went to law school. It's, it's a law school course. It's, a, it's not even a college course and it's a, a law school th- study and it's not something that's made for children. It's, it's more it's, philosophy. It's, it's it's philosophy and it's it's law and, and learning how those things, how those things work together to create systematic racism. And trying to, like, figure out how to dismantle it. It's not the task of a five-year-old. Yes, and it's not what African-American AP history is either. African-American AP history is telling our kids about Harriet Tubman. And exactly. And so now you're like, you're, you, exactly. you, you, you know, you, you want to talk about, you want to erase W.B. Du Bois and uh, <laughs> Booker T. Washington from the history books, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Um, you just want to, you like, want to whitewash it and say, like, you want to be like in Florida, what DeSantis did, and say, like, slavery was good for the slaves. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I think I that, she's it. definitely taking a page out of DeSantis's book. Um, it's it's one of those things that, again, it's the overreach that comes because the far left is doing so much yeah. that they get to lump everything together and say, you know, Huckabee said, if you don't agree with her, you have woke mind sickness or something like that. And I don't consider myself woke at all. I don't. I am vehemently against them and being that we're in New York City they're more often the people that we square up against because there aren't Republicans in New York City so to speak that are politically powerful that we have to go go up against so ultimately you have these uh, setups that both sides are using this and and, and black people are taking the short end of the stick they're the ones who are taking the most the most uh, 
flack and taking and losing the most because of these policies. This is true, but you know, Arkansas, I love the state. Um, I love Oklahoma, and as we are moving into that part of the world, let's talk about football because that's where the good football comes from, everybody, in case you didn't know. Um, so let's get into it. Um, college football, the empire strikes back. We got Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma to regain their swagger in 2023. Now listen, if you were paying attention to college football, you already know that Last year was a very bad year for OU football. One of the worst years in two decades. And people have been bullying me left and right about it, saying, oh, well, look where you're ranked at right now. Well, listen, I'm telling you right now, we won't be there for long. And as you already know, and I keep telling people too, and I want to correct them and let them know, we're moving divisions. We're now in the SEC. We're going to be in the SEC starting in 2024. We've already <laughs> made moves to procure a very great talent with our quarterback. So we were building, y'all. We were building. Don't sleep on OU. Okay? Well, I'm going to sleep on OU all day long. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> um, I don't believe in the offense they run. And I know that like this is a little bit um, off topic for some of our listeners. But we love football. We watch football as a family. And this is something that we do, and we have to talk about it because this is what we're talking about this morning because it's about to be Saturday. It's Friday night. Um, we know those high school kids out in Oklahoma are playing their football tonight where uh, Ram, you happen to be from Oklahoma. And the report that we're looking at is uh, coming out of the AP, and they're saying Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma are going to be back on top. Obviously, Alabama fell to Georgia, Clemson to Florida State. Ohio State has lost to Michigan, and Oklahoma has – Texas is taking them to the Woodhouse. Oh, good night. Okay, if you can see me right now, you know I got my longhorn upside down because we don't get down like that. It's OU all day with the one up, right? Let's I think the wind, I think the winds have shifted. I think that Michigan is ahead of Ohio State as of right now. You got Urban Meyer. He's making big complaints about Michigan's uh, schedule. Let me patch you on your Alabama, back. Alabama, you have you have <laughs> Nick Saban is complaining about how all how all the recruiting is going because Alabama is not the only one showering people with money now, even though it's illegal, right? It was illegal when he was doing it, but now that's legal for everybody. He has a his panties are stuck in a bunch. And I think that Clemson has had their day. They've always been the number two to Florida State. They had their moment when Jimbo Fisher left Florida State in the lurch. And that Norvell has brought us back. And we're going forward as a team, as as the as the top dog in the conference. And that's just what it is. Okay, whatever. Listen, uh, that's Texas great. Texas is the big money school. Oh, no, baby. Oh, Texas no, is the baby. Big money school. Oh, no, and, baby. If that was the case, we've already listened. And, and, and Lincoln and, 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 Riley leave just like how Jim Oh, that's because so Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Listen, Lincoln Riley can't handle the program we're moving into. Because once we announced the SEC, he had to get out of there. He's a... All the way, all the way. He's a, a offense. Rate. He's an offense type of guy. He's, a, he's not offense, ready. Yeah. He's not ready for the big leagues, right? We're ready for the big leagues. Oh, so and then is ready. No, we're getting there though. Listen, we still got one more year to build. We're getting in there. We're already. We're already. Already decided to be Alabama's rival. Right? So, we already know who people are going to look at. You can't say the big money school is Texas when Alabama and OU are going head-to-head. If you know about the Roll Tide, that's my second favorite team. So, the Roll Tide and OU are meeting each other. These are the teams. That's because we you might... have no geographic rival. It... And Texas oh has gosh. Texas A&M. Dude, do you want to look at our roster? It's going to be Austin look... versus Houston. So, that was Texas's writing. But... 
Right, well, that sounds good, but you don't look at our roster. Our our players come from all over the country. A lot of them come from Florida. We got a lot of people out of Florida coming to OU. We got California. Well, I mean, Texas. that's because like five people live in Oklahoma. Oh my goodness! 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 The disrespect. Whatever. Listen, we're building. We we're building with our quarterback. We have the one of the top recruits for quarterbacks coming in twenty twenty four. Right, Venables is doing his thing. Our program is in good shape, and Stoops. You know, you know, Stoops is always going to be there to help support and lift up the Sooners in their program. And, you know, and I'm also going to just be there for the defense of <laughs> of Alabama because Alabama. Georgia has finished them. No, Kirby, they haven't. Kirby is the best coach in the SEC currently. He's the best recruiter. You just and wait he's, for it. he's executing you, at the highest you level. You just wait for it. He is possibly the best coach in all of America at this point in time. Oh, my God. You're hyping it up too much. But you know what? We're going to watch it fall. Listen, I'm very good at calling elections. I might not be that great on on, <laughs> on college football. We're going to test it out, though, and I think I'm I think I'm think I'm right on this. Give us a couple years. We're going to be in that thing, and it's definitely going to be Oklahoma, Alabama at the top of the SEC. Yeah, and that's all right. I have to say about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. All right, you know we're at the end of our show almost here. We got one more topic here. We got our WTF story, and Kyle, you want to take it away? What what what's crazy on the agenda now? Okay, so a, a thief took a five hundred thousand dollar Rolls Royce Phantom on a high speed chase through a lot of LA. I'm not familiar with the city, but they're saying that he drove through a bunch of suburbs and a big part of the city, and Get this. He escaped. In a Rolls Royce? Did he get the car or did he just jump out of the car? What happened? I don't know what happened. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of like unbelievable because you imagine that a car that expensive would have like GPS and all these other things that could be like tracked and everything else that... It's some, a Rolls Royce Phantom, whole, yeah, right? Phantom. And it's like, this isn't like a small car. It's not a Toyota Camry where you're going to match with like a bunch of other cars and you park in a parking lot full of Toyota Camrys. There are probably, I don't know, a thousand of these cars made or, or, or there's there's no way there's more than a thousand of these like this specific Rolls Royce Phantom in LA. You know, this is like probably a hundred people have them, probably two hundred people have them. But there's no way there's like a thousand of the same exact year, make, model, color in the town. It's not a Toyota Camry, it's not an Uber car, it's not a Honda Accord. It's insane that like you lose this. How do you lose this car? How do you lose this guy? Where did he go? Is wow. he a magician? Yeah, it's crazy. So when the when when the police finally ended the speed the speed chase, uh, they finally entered the structure. The vehicle was discovered, but the driver was nowhere to be seen. So they got the car back. Oh, they got the car back. Okay, they got it back. Yeah, he. It looks like he pulled into a parking garage near the L.A. Grand Hotel, and with the vehicle no longer visible, police were forced to stand down while a department helicopter hovering above tried to figure out what was going on. I don't know how the guy disappears. I don't know. Like (laughs) they have every camera, every person on him. They know what he looks like at this point in time with the camera technology. They know what car he stole, the guy he stole it from, maybe even saw him. How does this not like? How does this guy disappear? I thought he made the car disappear too. I was like, oh, well, wow. that that would have been the yeah, because it's like a massive car too. It's like it's like the size yeah, of a truck, looks, even though even though it's a, a, a it looks like a freaking um, limo or something. Yeah, how it, long it is? Yeah, it's it's, it's a humongous car. It's not like a your average. It's yeah, not, they said you can't park in a parking lot and just make it disappear. So that that whole that part holds true. Like you can't park it in a parking lot and make it disappear because right. it's that big. It's as big as the lines that are drawn in most parking lots. It, both sides will touch each line if you park it straight. 
Right. So this guy, he was able to control the car the whole time, never losing control. So I guess he's a NASCAR driver. I don't know. <laughs> or is he that guy, the transporter guy? Uh, whatever that guy was at movies. Remember the bullheaded guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I can't think of the name of those shows. Well, listen, y'all. looks like we've come to our the end of the conclusion of our show for today. I've ended my cup of coffee. You finished your cup of coffee. This has been a great discussion. And I think Oklahoma's finished their cup of coffee. Oh, my goodness. Oh, FSU boo. Okay, anyways. We're not even going to get on to it. I'm glad that you guys have a... You finally slated above uh, number 10. Um, but looks like you're still at an 8 and still not making the top 5. So... Better luck next year. Um, anyway, we that's, won't need it. We're gonna be in the top one. Y'all, please listen to us. <laughs> please listen to us. We're on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts. Please share with your friends. Subscribe, like, and keep listening. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>